Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 115 of Navigating the Modern World. Um, Today we're going to talk about how to be with anything. And we're going to talk about it in more Buddhist terms, what the Buddha taught about how to be with anything. And specifically, we're going to talk about how to be with challenging things. So when things get challenging, how we can learn to be with those challenging things. And why this is important is because, um, you know, I've never known a human life that did not have challenge. Even for those people who seem to have everything, right? They have all the money, they have love, they have, it seems, they have an amazing career, they have all these things. Um, Even those people experience challenge. And so the question becomes not how do we not have challenge in life, because it's impossible. But the question becomes, how can I be with challenge skillfully? How can I stay peaceful and calm in challenge? How can I actually move through challenge in a way where it doesn't scar me, where it doesn't traumatize me, where it doesn't leave this lasting, long-term you know, long, longer term issue or problem or challenge for me in my life. And you can really see how people have done that. Like you can really begin to look at your own life or look at other people's life and see how one challenge occurred. And then it kind of became this prolonged challenge. Um, I can really see it for myself whenever I was going through my divorce And instead of using these tools and techniques for about the first year, I just drank myself to oblivion. I really did. I I drank almost every day. Um, I, it's like I didn't know how to be with that sort of pain yet. And I prolonged it with all of these other pains. Um... And it looked like a bunch of stuff. It wasn't even just the drinking that caused me pain. It was the unskillful behavior I did when I was drinking. It was, you know, it became this kind of domino effect. Whereas if I really practiced being with the pain in whatever way it showed up for me in present moment, I could have, it doesn't mean I wouldn't have done some of the things still, but it it potentially could have shortened it. And I can see it now, um, really with like my response to this, 
um, to coronavirus and to the things happening now. Um, you know, when coronavirus started, half my income went away. And with half your income going away, you know, there's a bunch of ways to respond. You can start freaking out. You can, um, and you know, it's not like I work for a business, so I can't really apply for unemployment. Um, it's just half my income's gone. So now I'm kind of like, okay. And I've really noticed that using these tools has supported me in such a beautiful way and has given me an opportunity to really trust and to continue showing up for people. And, you know, I've been seeing all these memes about therapists and like, it's like therapist, we know you're struggling so much and we know you're not sleeping at night. And that's really not my experience. My experience is like, okay, how can I support best who I'm talking with today? Um, Supporting them in their life and supporting them in whatever challenge is coming up for them. And it doesn't feel like this heavy burden that I can feel people are expressing. Um, So really interesting. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what tools am I using? And one in particular, um, a few in particular, but one in particular that I've been getting requests (laughs) uh, from people to talk about. So, So I want to start with, let's just define suffering. And I define suffering in a very Buddhist way. It's been very beneficial for me. Um, I actually, I might look up the actual definition of suffering while I'm also defining it. But um, so the the Buddhist definition of suffering is wanting things to be different than they are. So if you want something to be different than it currently is, you will suffer. Okay. Um, The definition of suffering via the dictionary is the state of undergoing pain, stress, stress, distress, sorry, the state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. The the state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. Um, It's it's interesting because... And then the sentence that it gives is weapons that cause unnecessary suffering, which I think is interesting sentence they chose. Unnecessary being the interesting part. Um, And I think that because, so there's a difference between, the Buddha really defines there's a difference between pain and there's a difference between suffering. Pain will arise in this life. We can't avoid it. Um, Like you're going to stub your toe or a loved one is going to pass away or you're going to lose money at some point, or um, you're going to have a breakup in a relationship, like, right, like pain will come. And suffering is the way we resist life's natural pain. So life will have pain. And if we can learn to be with that pain, so, i.e., the the coronavirus, right? It's an example. Um, the suffering of coronavirus. Coronavirus is a pain that arose that arose, and the suffering of the coronavirus is not wanting it to be here or resisting some aspect of it. So, resisting that you've lost your income, resisting um, that you can't see your family, resisting the resistance 
that we layer on top of the already pain is what creates suffering. And there's a really beautiful Buddhist story that I'm going to share, um, and then I'm going to go into some tools. But the Buddhist story is there's this woman, and she comes to the Buddha, and she's carrying her dead child. And she is, you know, professing this is not his time to go. He can't be dead. Buddha, you have to do something. Like, you're the only magic one that can help and save my child. Please do something. And the Buddha says, Okay. He says, I have a task for you. Go to the homes in the villages and see if you can get a mustard seed. And he said, and you can take the mustard seed under one condition. You can take the mustard seed if, if you ask the question, have you ever, like, has this household um, not ever experienced a death in the family? And if the household hasn't experienced a death in the family, then you can take the mustard seed, bring it back to me, and we'll do something about your child. So, you know, she's, thank you, thank you, thank you. And she starts going out into the city and she, she's talking to the different families. She's knocking on doors. And what she finds is that everyone has a mustard seed. But then she, you know, will ask, okay, I can only take the mustard seed if you've never experienced a death in your family. And the person will respond, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry, but my dad died last year. Or, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry, I lost a child a few months ago. Or, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry, my husband died two years ago. And she kept going from house to house to house, and nobody in the whole village had ever not lost someone that they loved. So she returns to the Buddha after, you know, weeks of going to everyone's home. And when she gets to the Buddha, she has you know, a sense of defeat, but a sense of relief. And she, she just looks at the Buddha and she says, I understand. Can, can you help me bury my son? And I tell this story because the Buddha did something really beautiful. He had her go seek out and ask, like, wait, have you experienced this suffering too? Oh, you, I, you know, have you experienced this suffering too? And this is where community and um, where other people get to reflect to us that what we're experiencing is quite normal. Like we only get caught or stuck when we think the suffering we're enduring is only ours and that no one else has been experiencing it or no one else is experiencing it. And that can be a very troublesome place because we can feel very isolated and lonely like this woman did when she first came to the Buddha with her dead son in her hands. And the beautiful thing about this pandemic is that we can see it causing suffering for the whole planet. Literally, all humans currently are affected. And it's kind of the beauty of it. But yet, in our own homes, we can still get caught in, oh, this is just happening to me. Or or we can get caught in kind of a narrow view of only thinking about that we're suffering and not having the more expansive view of like, wait, 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 let me, let me check in. Are other people suffering in the same way? 
theirs might be a different flavor, but are they, you know, if you're feeling agitated or if you're feeling um, lonely or whatever it is, like checking in with people and asking, like, are you also lonely? Are you also feeling agitated or restless? Are you also feeling not at peace? You know, like we can begin to expand our awareness by really seeing that others are suffering in the same way. And this is with any time you're suffering in life. This is not just when there's a pandemic and you can see that everyone's suffering. But it, it becomes a really good practice for you to open your eyes to how your suffering is kind of this universal suffering. Like it is just part of being a human. It is part of this human experience that we will experience pain. And so when pain arises, what do we do with it, right? That's the next question. And um, the story that people have been wanting me to share, which I think is such a beautiful tool, and it's what really meditation gets gets at. It's some, some of the basis of meditation and mindfulness is that we can actually gain awareness of when pain arises. So that's the first step is we can have awareness of, oh, something unpleasant is here. Or, oh, pain is here. And pain can range from a bunch of things, right? It can range from, it can range from physical pain. It can range from emotional pain. It can range, you know, range from emotional distress. It can, you know, whatever it is. There's a whole, you know, long list of ways pain enters into our awareness. And so the first step is really acknowledging, oh, pain is here. Or, oh, something unpleasant is here. Something unpleasant is here. And inside of that first step, you know, the Buddha says, once you begin being able to acknowledge that something painful or unpleasant is here, that's the first step in not adding the layer of suffering, but just acknowledging, oh, pain has arisen. Pain has come. And then, you know, the Buddha really instructs one of, you know, one of his beautiful techniques, and I'm going to kind of give the full spectrum of it. Another thing that he does, you know, uh, Jesus did the same thing, I believe. Uh, They name the suffering. So for Jesus, it was the devil. He named his suffering. He named the thing that constantly attacked him, which um, which sometimes came in the form of the external world, other people, and sometimes it came in his internal world, doubt, fear, whatever it is. And it's the same with the Buddha. The Buddha named um, his version Mara. And he... He name it's one of the skillful things about naming it is that it makes it less personal. It makes it like a separate entity that comes into your awareness from time to time. And pain is that. It's not personal. Life comes with pain. It's not like somebody's like, you deserve pain. No, no, that's not how it is. It's just life has pain, especially if you're born in different areas of the world. Different areas have different levels of pain. Some people are born into war um, and their pain is different than if you're born into being an American white person or if you're even born into being an American black person, your pain is different. And we all have to, you know, come to terms with our own pain 
um, both, I think, in the individual level and the collective level. And you can do with this pandemic, you know, there's collective pain right now, and then there's also individual pain. So by naming it something, and you can even name it the coronavirus, um, you can name it mine. Her name is Becky. Why? I'm not sure. I just really love that name and it came and it's also like it's like Becky so it's a kind of a harsh it's harsh on the when you say it right so it's harsh in the mouth but it's also like I don't have a necessarily bad connotation with the name Becky it's just kind of this entity it's just the 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 form it took so when pain arises for me it's Becky right um and you can name your own um, people love naming their pain, by the way. It's like it gives them pleasure, which I think is great. Um, so, so you know, when pain arises, first you have to have awareness that you're experiencing something unpleasant. So that can be the first practice is like every day um, you can put into your phone or something, some reminder to check in, like, am I experiencing pleasant things right now in my life or in this moment? Am I experiencing unpleasant things or am I experiencing neutral things? You have pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Um, and you can just start checking in daily with yourself. Okay, what what's here now? What's here now? Oh, this is unpleasant. I'm feeling frustrated. Oh, this is pleasant. I'm feeling at peace or I'm feeling connected to my partner or whatever, right? And so you can begin, that can be the first start, bringing mindfulness, bringing awareness. You have to have awareness in order to do this work. So, okay, something unpleasant here. And then you've named it. You have this name. So it's, you're recognizing that it, it's not personal. It's not who you are. Your pain isn't against you. It's not, it's nothing personal. It's just life has pain. Okay. Um, so you name it something. So Becky, Mara, the devil, whatever. And then the Buddha says the next step is to begin inviting it in for tea. And this can look like a bunch of different things. Um, there's a bunch of different ways to do this. Some resonate with some people and others resonate with other people. Um, but you can imagine at first, you know, okay, pain is here, acknowledging awareness. And then you can say, okay, Becky is here, right? So um, giving it this separation from yourself. And then you can say, okay, pain is here. Welcoming it in for tea. Can you welcome it? Can you say you too are welcome here? And begin sitting with the pain. And the way that I suggest sitting with it is this. So you welcome it in for tea. You can say, okay, Be Becky, you are welcome here. And you can even imagine Becky, whatever the pain is. It can be the coronavirus or the lack of income or whatever it is. And you can actually imagine it sitting at a table with you. And you can imagine yourself pouring it tea, maybe putting a biscuit in front of it or, you know, whatever the ritual wants to be. And then you can, what I would suggest is where do you feel this specific unpleasantness or pain in your body? Because here's what it does. It takes it out of this ethereal mental space that's just kind of fantastical anyway. Our mind is fantastical. It loves to make things up. So it takes it out of this fantastical world that's, that is the brain, and it brings it into the body. Where do I feel this in my body? Because every um, unpleasant mental state comes with a bodily reaction. 
So asking, okay, where do I feel this pain in my body and feel it? And you can still see it across from you with T, feeling it. And then asking yourself, can I sit here with it, with it with me at my table? Can I let it be here just as it is without fighting it, without needing to change it or fix it? That's a big one without needing to fix it. Um, I'm noticing with the coronavirus, people are on fixing sprees. Every, everyone, it's like a lot of people feel uncomfortable, me included. Um, and it's like, how can we fix it? Let's fix it. How do we fix it? How do we, you know, do I need to distract myself enough? Do I need to eat enough cookie dough? Do I need to um, avoid social media? Like, how do I need to fix it? And my suggestion is, is that there's nothing to be fixed. That there's actually nothing innately wrong that the coronavirus has come. It's just a, it's just a pain. It's a pain that has arisen. And so you, you check in with the body, right? And you say, can I sit with this? Can I be with this? Can I be with this just as it is without needing to judge it? Without needing to change it or fix it? Without needing to resist it? Or attached to it. We love attaching to our drama. We're like, no, but it's pain and it sucks and I want to attach to it. Sorry, I've been watching Tiger King. so (laughs) My Southern comes out when I watch Southern drama. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So, you know, you can really see like, okay, can I be with this? Another thing um, that my mentor, Tara Brock, she suggest is can you know saying thank you to it saying thank you thank you for coming you're welcome here and there's even the suggestion of bowing to it like acknowledging that this too is a valid wise part of your human experience that as being a human you're not just half of a human being. You're not going to just experience pleasant or pleasure. But actually, as being a human being, you're going to experience also pain and unpleasant. And that both are really needed for a life. And that as pain arises, same as if joy arises, that we can learn to be with both as as really getting to know the human experience as a way of like fully being human and experiencing being human. And it's quite beautiful if you really begin thinking about it like that, like, oh, this is me getting the option to sit with pain and understand pain as part of the human experience instead of my normal go-to reaction, which is push it away, push it away, push it away, avoid it, distract, get on Instagram, eat the cookie dough, Um, take a nap, read a good book, you know, all the ways that we distract. And I want to say some distraction is healthy. There's no problem with healthy distraction. And I would say distraction is healthy if it's traumatic. If you can't sit with it, if it becomes too much, it feels too much. Like if inviting trauma to your table feels like, "Ah, I can't do it. Don't do it yet. You could practice sitting with it for one second and you're like, oh, this is too much. And in Buddhism, that's called the touch and go. You can touch into it. You can invite the trauma to the table. And then you can be like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you can, you can go from it. 
You can go distract yourself in a healthy way. But the practice is returning and letting it be at the table with you. Letting whatever arises in your human experience sit with you. Acknowledging that it's here. Acknowledging that it's part of you being a whole human being. And the beauty about coronavirus is that it's like you can't you can't run as far. <laughs> we're all kind of stuck in our small homes and we're stuck with the people that we've chosen as our people in this moment. And um, there's not there's less ways to distract, even though I will say um, there has become more ways to distract as everything goes online. Now, everything you could get away from your home, you can kind of get at your home. So there's, new, you know, new levels of distraction, which is just interesting to notice. It's just interesting to notice. You notice that the response wasn't, oh, we're stuck at home. Okay, we're going to shut down all the public, um, you know, TV networks, and we're going to shut down all the um, you know, it's like I work at a yoga studio and the whole thing has been like, let's get yoga online. And that's totally fine, right? No problem. We, we want to keep businesses open. And just notice that the distractions, um, they haven't in some way diminished. They've actually grown and they've just grown in this now um, kind of virtual world. And the practice I want to suggest is learning to be with whatever is here in each moment. And if it's pain, welcoming it in. Saying you too have a place here. I want to learn from you just as much as I want to learn from my joy. Thank you for coming. And practicing sitting with it. Practicing really learning how to be with discomfort. Because life is going to have discomfort. If you think the coronavirus is the last discomfort you're going to be handed, I'm sorry, but you're probably not, that's probably not true. And that could include maybe the coronavirus is the last massive thing that happens before your death or before the death of someone you love. Like, right? Like it could be, this is a big one. And there will be more pain. Life has pain. There's nothing wrong with pain. In fact, um, I don't know about you guys, but if, you, if I check back in on my life, the things that have been most painful to me have been my greatest teachers and my greatest um, moments of transformation. And so I want to suggest that this is an opportunity to have more awareness, to have this transformation, and really to leave this pandemic with this idea of like, I can be with anything. That no matter what life throws at me, because I'm not in control. I'm not as, as I'm not as much in control as I think. This is really helping us see this. And life is not as certain as I think. But like no matter what life might throw at me, that I can be with it. And not only be with it, but I don't have to lose myself in it. It's like a building that has a really strong foundation. Um, storms can go, come and go and blow and, and this, the building will stand. Um, in Buddhism, they talk a lot about becoming the sky. The sky is this thing that's always there. The sky never leaves. But storms come in, sunshine comes in, snow comes in, right? 
but the sky is always there and weather comes through it. And we can learn to be with our internal weather and we can learn to be with the external weather that the world um, arises. You know, whatever arises in the world is kind of this external weather. Right now it's a pandemic. And next it might be an economy crash. And next it might be the rebuilding of the economy. And then after that, it might be, um, you know, a different president or, you know, it's like whatever it is, learning that with confidence and self-trust, this is a this is a practice of building self-trust and self-confidence and self-knowing that no matter what happens, you can be with it. And that is personal power. Knowing that whatever today brings, that you will still be okay. So if this podcast resonates with you, if anything I said um, brings up something you want to share, please, please, please share it with me. Um, You can go to KimberlyCoaching.com and you can contact me on my contact page. Um, I want to give a really quick rebrief because I know that that is important Um, So one is having awareness that pain is here. Unpleasant things are here. Then you can name it. Hey, Becky, Becky's here. Okay. And then you invite it in. You sit with it. You invite it in. You imagine yourself pouring tea. You imagine yourself giving it a biscuit. You sit with it. And then you ask yourself, okay, where can I feel this in my body? And then you give yourself permission to sit still and silent for as long as you need to actually move through the pain. And sometimes it'll be a few seconds. You'll be like, whoa, okay, if I sit with it, it kind of dissipates. Sometimes it'll be a few minutes. You can sit with it. Okay, can I be with this now? Well, it was in my tummy. Now it's in my chest. Okay, can I be with this now? Right? Oh, now my jaw's a little tight. Okay, can I be with this now? And then sometimes it arises a hundred times a day and you have to sit with it a hundred times. Remember, We aren't trying to get rid of pain. We're just learning to be with it whenever it arises. So whether it comes once in a day or whether it comes once in a year or whether it comes a hundred times in a day or a hundred times in an hour, the practice is the same. Acknowledging it, inviting it, feeling where it is in the body, feeling where it is in present moment, takes it out of the fantastical into the present, what's happening in the body right now, and then practicing sitting with it welcoming it. (sighs) Okay, so not only contact me on my website, but also if you loved this podcast, go over to iTunes, rate and review. That is super helpful for me. It um, has iTunes promote it in different ways. It has, um, it just, you know, in the ethers, some algorithm occurs when that happens. So I don't really understand it, but, and you don't have to do it. If you didn't like the podcast, cool, whatever. That's fine too. Um, but if you loved it and it touched you, rate and review, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Um, also wherever you are is fine. Wherever you are in this process is totally fine. And I want you to know that you're not alone. That in whatever way you're suffering, I'm suffering too. And we are truly in this together. Okay, until next time.